Andrew. Mm-hmm. I think I know the answer to this question, but I need to know. Black Friday shopping. Have you ever done like a legit Black Friday shopping? Like in person? Yeah. Fuck no, man. Get your <laughs> ass kicked saying something like that. I know. I knew it too. That is the uh, that is the answer of a comfortable man who's never <laughs> who's never needed a toaster at cut rate. Yeah, prices. I think I've t- I think I've told you before. I would rather pay more than stand in that freaking line. But now it is lineless. It's online. Yeah. We're just driving the delivery drivers crazy. We're just ruining their lives. So yeah. uh, I I definitely take part. I bought myself a sweet ass jacket yesterday. Um, I'm not going to say how much I paid for the jacket, but I can tell you that I got $120 off that jacket. I've never owned a jacket that was $120. Oh, dude, it feels, if I can tell you what, man, feels fucking good. Feels yeah. good. You don't know those materials exist. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know that anything aside from like my car, a TV or like a video game system drum set drum set but i didn't buy my drum set i bought cymbals expensive ass cymbals uh so i guess that counts but like for clothes nah dog give me give me them target 12 dollar shirts that's where I, that's where i'm at oh man i i i i want velvet and fucking i want the most expensive shit i want to feel the money on me yeah you want to be ensconced you know oh uh, boy Oh boy, yeah. do I want to be ensconced! I I want to look like a Renaissance man, Dusty. Yeah, you want to be. You want people to stop you to to uh, offer to oil paint you while you, you stand very still. You know. You, you know how often people like touch my clothes and go, "Oh man, yeah. where'd you? What come? What is this? What is this sorcery? I I didn't know a shirt could feel like this. I'm like, well, gotta pay for it. Yeah, it can't for cheap. I'll tell you that can't for cheap. Nope. You're not getting yeah. one of those thick shits. I can't even fucking. I can't even dry this shit. I gotta. Uh, I gotta hang dry this shit. I, I think my love for in-person Black Friday shopping, is from my days of like going to uh, like the warehouse music store and just digging through crates looking for shit. Like, I was gonna say you're a music store kid, so like you're you're one of those kids that like uh, would just go hang out at the mall. You know. Uh, yeah. That we. I I grew up with PlayStation. Right. Yeah, everyone I know. Well, but that's the thing is all the people that I know that are my age that are my friends, they hate doing that. That is not their hobby. That was like uh that was like a hobby. I'll just go to a record store. I could buy nothing and just fill up my time just looking at albums. Oh man. Just I could around. buy this one. Yeah. I've never right. seen that John Cougar Mellencamp album cover. Yeah, like, oh, 120 gram. I bet that sounds really cool on the, on a record, and then I'll just listen to it on Spotify instead. But, like, I'll think about it. I'll think about buying it. Ooh, 120 gram. I wish I knew what that meant. Yeah. I'm going to get some fucking dipping Dots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where is the nearest Wetzel's Pretzels? That's my question. Do you uh, like dipping Dots? I do like it. Well... Dippin' Dots are sort of like s'mores, where there's no there's no dignified way to eat a Dippin' Dot. God like, damn it, I love Dippin' Dots. They're getting everywhere, dude. That's interesting because you're a man who hates who hates food on your hands. I you don't eat them with your hands, bro. There's a spoon situation going on with Dippin' Dots. 
guess if you're what a do you, coward what you, do you do you just food. fucking get the cup of dipping dots and just pour them in your mouth like come you on man I, you, you know you know what i, what I, I do <laughs> <laughs> just no just skip the cup just you have one of those plastic trays yeah i'm just... trying to get a convenient like the most convenient the most expedited way for those to get directly into my mouth i'm the cleanest eater you've ever seen right so like there's never anything on the on the table when i'm done there's ne- yeah. never anything off the plate when i'm done i take a little bit more time don't have to fucking i'm not there's not food on the ceiling you know what i mean right i've never i don't think i've ever had an issue getting dipping dots all over the place you gotta <laughs> eat them fast enough bro they're freeze-dried they don't fucking they're made with now, chemicals dude at the movie theater them shits <laughs> they melt oh uh, you don't eat them in the dark yeah <laughs> Come on, i do eat them in the dark that's the only <laughs> time i get a dipping dots is, is in the, uh, as a at the at the movie theater yeah, as a movie theater treat because you I'm know, to think. I think I probably, <laughs> I like a treat. you're a treat guy. I think yeah. I like, uh, I think I've gotten them at like baseball games and stuff. But um, yeah, I've never had the, or I think I've gotten them like you know you get suckered into buying like eighteen dollar dipping dots at Magic Mountain. I think I've done that before. Yeah, I I only want food that can be eaten out of a novelty baseball helmet. Little ba- little helmet, and yeah, yeah. like <laughs> that's the thing, bro. I'm sick of having these novelty shits like. I will throw that shit in the trash. I don't want anything to take home. I don't care who pays extra for the commemorative cup. Yeah. Well, the uh, I used to have a friend whose entire, like, the it seemed like the all of the dishes they had were either uh, commemorative cups or, like, the ones that you can get from uh, McDonald's back in the day yeah. for, like, their promotions. <laughs> like, I distinctly remember they had a Batman Returns big-ass, like, 32-ounce cup. Was it one of those, like, crystal-looking ones that, like, uh, looks like it was carved in ice? Have you seen you No, they those? had some of those, too, but those were for fancy drinks. Those were uh, <laughs> You only bring those out when the when guests are over. That's when the that's when the in laws coming over coming over. No, it was one of the ones. You know, it's just a big plastic cup, and it's got the the print of like a scene from the movie on it. So this yeah. was uh, the penguin riding the big ass rubber ducky. It was yeah. a cool cup. What, what, <laughs> but, but what are you doing? You know, have some respect for yourself. You know. <laughs> well, uh, I went and saw. Oh, we both did actually the new Black Panther movie. Yeah. Uh, and. They had commemorative popcorn tub and giant uh, soda cup, and the oh, okay. the popcorn tent the popcorn came in a bucket that had a handle on it, and I was like, "There's no way, <laughs> even even if I wanted to, that I could that I would want to buy this popcorn. Like, I don't need a popcorn in such a quantity that I need a handle to be able to take it somewhere. No." And you don't need to reuse a pumpkin, a, a popcorn thing. I've got yeah. a bowl at home. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to just. I have to be reminded of something every time. Like, yeah. it, all this. This always just reminds me of like one time my brother was trying to convince me that I would like uh, the Ninja Turtles movie with the um, who was the villain with the hockey stick or the good guy? Uh, Casey Jones. Casey Jones. Yeah. Uh, so my I, my brother was like, "Oh, you'll like it, man." Casey Jones uses a golf club at one point, and I'm like. <laughs> Because I like golf, yeah. somebody uses a golf club, and I'm like, "Oh shoot, this is about something I like." Like, it's so dumb. Like, I, but to I be used... fair, you do like dwarf on golf. I do, but that's fun. It's because it's funny. Yeah, Tim Conway. 
it's marrying two things you love, yeah. not just one. Yeah. That's the thing. It has to have merit, you know, and then it'll add a little bit of value. And it was about golf. It wasn't just some fucking guy. If if, <laughs> if this was Casey Jones plays 18, I might be interested in it. Probably not, but I might, you know. No. I used to have, like, I used to be like this with, with Yankee stuff. I used to have, oh, so much Yankee stuff. I took a picture one time, like, this is not even all of my Yankee stuff. And it was, like, all over my room and shit. And, like... Uh-huh. Oh man, do I like cringe thinking about that? Like, I, I why? It's just a corporate logo that I, <laughs> I was like stoked yeah. to have a bunch of shit with it on there. Like, I have a Yankee hat. I wear it sometimes. I don't. I, I went to a guy's. I think this is where I broke. I think this is what broke me. I went to a guy's house one time, and uh, he's a Cowboys fan. And we were watching the Cowboys game. And before the game, he went and got all of his Cowboys jerseys and laid them out throughout the living room. <laughs> As as if it were to imbue power to the Cowboys. What is this? A, what is this? A fucking prayer circle, or is yeah. it like? It's like Rod Parsley selling prayer cloths. Like, is that what you're doing? <laughs> you, they have to win because they have to know how many jerseys I have. Yeah, it's gotta mean that's big. Uh, we made it to the Super Bowl. Either. Exactly. It's big Drake <laughs> well, on the sidelines. I can't believe it. Yeah, we did we it. We made it. You didn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> you. You watched. That's all you did. Anytime I talk about the Yankees and I say we, I stop and say they. <laughs> yeah. I'm not on the team. I'm sometimes not on it's the team. Tough, sometimes it's tough to not do it. It Especially, happens, yeah. like, I think it runs the gamut both ways. If your team's always really, really good, you, you, you're always involved, so you feel like there's a big we energy. Or like last year when the Bengals were finally good after so long of being bad, it feels like a we situation. Yeah. So like, look, dude, I rode with you guys so hard for so long when you were terrible. And now we're both good. And then I have to be like, no, they're good. I'm just a guy who likes the Bengals. Are you ready for a, uh, for a dad joke? Hit me with it. When I drink way too much water on the road, I get big we energy. <laughs> you're well, you are a cat dad. So you're, you know, you've got it now. I am a cat dad. He, uh, He's growing up in front of me eyes. He yeah. he was he he's he's probably doubled in size in the month that I've had him, and he's uh he's about seventy five percent bastard, but he's the cutest guy <laughs> to ever live. Yeah. Um, he kept dude. I was so pissed last night. I'd I'd fall asleep on my left side, and I'd feel the cat like kind of slowly climb over me, and then plop down asleep like with his back on my face. Yeah. Just curled up with his back on my face, and I'm like, dude, I love, I love you. Like, I, I like that you want to cuddle, but that's the worst place to cuddle. So I like push him away, and I go to my right side. Slowly walks over me, plops his back right on my nose. <laughs> yeah, it's having a pet like sleep on your bed with you is sort of like negotiating with a terrorist, where it's like, we, I, my dog that I used to have, rest in peace, Lucy, forever. Oh goddamn it, Lucy. Uh, yes. Uh, Sad little basset hound. Yeah, used to sleep on my bed with me, and I'd be like, cool, there's enough space for both of us to have equal comfort, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> I wake up, I'm on the very edge of the bed, and the and the dog has all four of its legs out like it's trying to stand just sideways. And I'm like, only only one of us has to work tomorrow, Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's And it's not you. So really, one of us needs a good night's sleep here. And one of us is just kind of uh, along for the ride. So, uh, but you can't, like, I would move her in a different way. And I'd be like, see, if you lay like this, which seems to be the way that you would like to lay some of the time, I can lay like this and we can both hang out. 
and just it never works the they way don't you want it to. Yeah, that's it's they're rude. They're they're horrifically rude. Um, yeah. cats like the bigger they get, the more likely they are to step on your nuts. Like it is just there's no regard for other human beings. Um, I did step on my cat on accident last night, and I heard him hiss at for the first time ever, and then he yeah. ran under the bed, and I was like, hey, I, I was like. I was like, dude, I, I seemed like an abusive uh, spouse because I was like, I was like looking under the bed and I'm like, hey, baby, like, come on, come, come, come hang out. Like, yeah. you know, things happen, things happen. That was your fault. I mean, you yeah. did that. To, you made me do that. So gaslighting your own cat. <laughs> he, dude, he fucking, you know how cats are like, you're stepping in one place and they're stand and they're and they like move there and then you like adjust your step and then they move still under your foot. Yeah. And then well, you break they... your ankle trying to get out of the way. Big move for the cats that I have is like, I'll be I'll be going somewhere and they'll be in the middle of where I need to go and they just won't move. Oh yeah, they're like they're like expecting a charge in the NBA. Like they've set their feet yep. and they won't move out of my way. And then whenever I try to move and I accidentally kick them with my foot, then yeah, like suddenly they're like, oh, you were trying to get through here. Yeah, now they're need- agitated. Yeah, and uh, yeah, nothing feels worse. Man, do you ever feel like a bigger piece of shit than whenever you accidentally uh, step on your cat or, like, do something to hurt your dog on accident, and you're like, man, I'm a bad person, aren't I? And yeah, it's, he's yeah. a little guy. I was, I was like, yeah. did, I, did I just kill my cat? Like, I haven't had him yeah. very, I didn't get my money out of him, you know? Like, I, <laughs> I, got, I got him for free, but you know what I mean? Like, I spent a lot of, anyway. <laughs> I'm big, I have posable thumbs. I should really be the one to blame for this, you know? No, no, I shouldn't because that motherfucker moved under my foot. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Uh, anyway, we got Andrew, we got. A... Andrew does not buy Black Friday products. Uh, I don't anymore just because, like, <laughs> I don't have the time and I don't have the day off because uh, the the banking laws in this country are archaic. Uh, yeah, so everybody, everybody out there, banks can't be closed for four days in a row. Um and uh, that includes corporate offices, so Dusty can't have. Weekends. Yeah, so, so Dusty can't have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. They have to go on on Friday, but Friday is always like a horseshit day where nothing gets done because like everybody the bank works with is off on Friday, and people aren't going to the bank with frantic things to do the day after Thanksgiving. So the all bank employees go in there and sit on their ass and text and tell everybody about the food they got. Uh, yeah. The day after Thanksgiving, it was like the best day of work, but it was also like such horseshit, you know? Yeah, it's like the, uh, it's like the whenever you're Andy Dufresne and Shawshank Redemption, and like you've got a pretty good setup, but you're still in prison. Like it was like, yeah, this day isn't the worst day I've ever had in my life, but I could also be doing literally anything else. Like I watched one year, I watched a movie on my phone. I just yeah. was like, what are they going to do? There's there's literally nothing else to do. So, uh, yeah, and now I can't go Black Friday shopping, which is probably for the best because I only bought small items anyway by $200 worth of $5 DVDs that I would never watch. And then they just accum- accumulating currency for the after the uh, collapse of society. Yeah, it's 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 wild, man. It's wild. I uh, the best day at work at at, at the bank was like uh, one day the power went out. <laughs> oh yeah, so we all just put our feet up. <laughs> there was that day, and then do you remember the day that uh, they were installing new signs and a van parked 
to install the new sign, but it parked where the intake is for the AC and the heater. And so they basically fogged us out and people had to go home. Oh yeah, dude. The, the sound was, <laughs> I mean, the smell was, I forgot about that. It was terrible. Yeah. Like we were yeah, all almost, just getting poisoned. Yeah. They, it's literal carbon monoxide poisoning, like <laughs> in the building, everybody they, had to leave. Yeah. And they, they resisted it for a little bit. Cause they, they were like, yeah, if a couple people pass out, you know, we still make our yeah. money today. <laughs> right. Maybe just move to higher ground. And it's like, <laughs> The, the air's thinner up there. The, no, the, uh, the Red Hot Chili Pepper song, Higher Ground, which is a, co- uh, a, a cover of the Stevie Wonder song, Higher Ground. I think that uh, I prefer the accelerated tempo. Anyway, hey. <laughs> hey, you awake? <laughs> yeah, like we were like, what is going on? And then it turned out that some van was just running uh, the for like two hours and just slowly poisoning all of the people in the building. Luckily... We also work with a, bu- or I, you know, we used to work with a whole bunch of like older persnickety people who aren't going to let that slide. <laughs> like they're waiting for a way to get up in arms about something. Oh, Jesus you know? Christ. But they, they were the last people to notice because their sense of smell is dead. So like all the young people are like, all right, give it 30 minutes and Linda will smell this shit. And then we'll go home. <laughs> yeah. Then everybody gets to go home. I'm seeing double of everything I'm reading just because I have better senses than everybody. <laughs> Yeah. They just think they're getting uh, old and they're trying to hide it so they don't so they can stick it out to get their social security in the, way in the end. Well, and it was one of those things where your like your brain is at least for me at first sort of playing a trick on me. Like I'm like, dude, am I smelling like gas fumes or is, is it just me? Because uh, there was a different time where a home, uh, big thing that used to happen: homeless people used to set fires in the alley uh, <laughs> behind the bank, yeah. and the smoke would come in. And like occasionally, I'd be like, "Am I smelling fire right now, or is that <laughs> like do I need stroke? Yeah, do I need to go see a doctor about something? And so you have to go check with somebody else. You gotta have a buddy system for that. I remember when the homeless man who always tried to sell me shitty electronics pulled a giant Bowie knife on the cops in front of the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of misadventures. Yeah. Uh, it's a Nazi, weird place to work. Yeah, Nazi security guard. We could get him. Oh yeah, him on, I forgot about that. <laughs> on another day, I forgot about that guy. He, I I used to walk a girl to the to the uh, to her car, and he would always just be like, "You with her? You with her? Oh man, bro, what do you make? What do you? How much yeah, money? He straight up asked us one time, "Man, you got to get paid pretty well." And we were like, "Yeah, I don't know, you know." And he's like, "How much you make?" Yeah. <laughs> okay, guy. All right, Maybe. security guard. Yeah. Let's dial it back. And then uh, he got fired for putting a white power symbol in the bathroom. No, uh, it literally just said white power. It was yeah. it was written on the grout right above the uh, the urinal. <laughs> yeah. And it had a uh, – didn't, didn't it have a swastika? I think it just said white power because I'm the one okay. who – I was peeing and it's eye level. Yeah. And then Andrew had to come get me. What the fuck is this? Yeah, I showed showed Dusty before I showed the guy who was going to get there. Well, because there's always, I don't know if other people had this, but like whenever you work like a menial job and you have a friend there, before you do anything, you run it past your your guy. (laughs) Like, you're, hey, man, uh, I feel like I'm seeing this. I need another set of eyes on this thing before I do anything about it. And where we also used to work, this is the last, there's a, not a lot of men. So like, it's pretty easy to disqualify who's responsible for certain yeah. things. Uh, Cause it's like, well, I didn't write white power. Andrew didn't write, <laughs> write white power. That's about. Not there or, at least. 
Yeah, that's like 70% of our suspects. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I think the security guard had just walked past you. When I told the when I told the guy, he was like the look of disappointment on his face cuz he knew exactly who it was and he had hired that guy and like Yeah. Oh man, I got to deal with this now. Thank you for telling me. Shit. Yeah. It's and he knew. He's like, "Man, that guy's a time bomb. I don't know what thing's yeah, going to come up. Something's going to come up right. though." You want to come with me while I... Anyway, I know that's not your job. Yeah. So, anyway, Clash of the Champions? Clash of the Champions. Let's get that theme song. Welcome to Starmarks, everybody. We're a wrestling retrospective podcast from the Central Valley of California. I'm Andrew. That's Dusty. Hit us up on social media at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Dusty's at SnarkMarkD on Twitter. I'm at Andrew Idell, I-D-E-L-L on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe and uh, give us the thumbs up and the subscribe thing and the bell thing and all the the, the things. And uh, we've done... Smash that like and subscribe button just, you know... Smash it hard. Smash yeah. the shit out of it. Punch it on the screen. Um, and make, then make sure that smash it so hard that it thinks two people subscribed. Yeah, that's that's what I'd like you to do. I appreciate that. Thank you, Dusty. Uh, make yeah. other make other um, accounts and and subscribe to our shit from there and make fifty of them. You know what? Make a thousand of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. No need to be modest. If you're gonna yeah. ask, uh, you know, Russian bots to subscribe to us, you know. Please. Might as well be a million of them. Yeah, yeah. It's not just our our podcast, uh, our podcast episodes that we put up there. We have, I think, three or four uh, little funny clips that that we've that we've put together. We're gonna we've got some ideas to do more. Uh, so check it out. And uh, like I said, make uh, make fifty thousand of them. So um, this is our sixth installment of our breakdown of nineteen eighty nine WCW slash NWA. Uh, this is Class of the Champions, Clash of the Champions Nine, um, and Dusty, I, 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 I've talked to you before about how I hate when wrestling steals movie or slash like uh, fictional character names, right? Like yes. Lex, Lex Luger, Magnum PA, TA, not PA, he's not like a physician's assistant, um, yeah. and and all them shits. Clash of the Titans, Dusty. Yeah, I I mean, can nobody have Clash of the Blank? I don't know. After Clash of the Titans, I don't know if you can. Can you? Well, I think initially the Clash of the Champions was supposed to be like, it was all title matches or whatever. Or like, you know, you have your big match and it's a, it's a big clash of things, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then by the ninth one, it's like, well, we just got to have some, you know. This, we got to have some matches, but not all. It's not as big a clash as always, you know. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I if they called it Clash of the Titans, certainly that would be a problem. But I don't know that you own Clash of the. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. That makes me feel a little bit better about it. Um, 
Clash, the the really throws me off. I feel like Clash of Champions flows better. It doesn't. It's not grammatically correct. The Champions yeah. is gr- grammatically cl- correct, yeah. but it just it feels like that the sticks out like a sore thumb. Thoughts? What about We Are Champions, the famous Queen we song? We are champions. No, the champions. We're the champions. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think Clash of Champions sounds like uh, a way that I would say it that then you would make fun of me for, uh, which is fine. Yeah. You know, but it's like, it's certainly, exactly. it's certainly Southern, you know, you gonna go check out that Clash of Champions. That it's, Clash of Champions, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Saturday. Come down, see a Clash of Champions. The Japanese attack flare. <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, what do you think of... It being called New York Knockout instead of they should have swapped them. Uh, Knockout because, New York. Well, this is where the scores are settled. So instead of this, <laughs> instead of that being Halloween Havoc's tagline, that should really be the Clash of Champions tagline, settling the score. Because this is really the end of a few of our storylines. Uh, yeah, I mean, more scores or uh, more scores are settled, but more scores are also set. That's true. There are there are uh, more scores set into motion. Yeah. But your your big scores are kind of settled uh, here. Because, like, they're, they're selling it as, like, nothing is more final than an I quit match. This isn't even for the belt. Nobody cares about the belt. I'm going to beat you up and make you say in front of 4,000 people that you give up. I'm going to yeah. beat your ass so bad that you're going to ask me to quit doing that. You know? Neither of these guys like have it, ever quit. That seems like it would settle the score. You know. That is a score settling situation. It certainly is, but it also yeah. will get there. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is uh, this is 1989. This is a uh, what is this? De- December something? No, December is Starcade. When is this, Star- Dusty? This is November fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine, from the Houston Fieldhouse in Troy, New York, in front of uh, four thousand people that are loud. This is a loud four thousand people. Uh, yeah, and they're, they they're raucous. Li- <laughs> they do not like the dynamic dudes. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Uh, real quick, Dusty, can you say Schenectady, New York? Schenectady, New York. That's not bad. Yeah, it's a place. Schenectady. Yeah, you I don't that? like that. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> no, don't call it that. Yeah, the fucking you... <laughs> Jim. I think Jim Ross mentioned Schenectady on this at some point, and I was like. Yeah, but don't... New York has a bunch of weird... Poughkeepsie's in New York. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that one either. What, what, call it something else. I know it's probably native stuff, and we're probably being yeah. like... You know, <laughs> oh, we... Oh, yeah. We... we, <laughs> we... This is our house now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's certainly more in line with the spirit of America if, that, if they changed the names. That you know. is Johnstown, and that's yeah. Troy, and that over there is Brad, and that yeah. is... <laughs> Well, Jimmy there is a New Troy. New, this is Troy, New York. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting things. So now, the crowd doesn't like the Freebirds. <laughs> right. This is a this is a New York crowd, a more sophisticated crowd. New York. Uh, yeah, they like the Road Warriors. The more sophisticated <laughs> yeah. people like the Road Warriors. <laughs> uh, an interesting side note here: the uh, Freebirds are the tag team champions technically for this show, but they had already taped a television taping where the Freebirds lose the belts to the Steiner brothers. 
So that hadn't aired yet. That would that would air the following Saturday. So like the the Freebirds aren't really the the Freebirds are the canonical champions, but they've already lost the belts because of the way the television schedule works. That's weird with like the idea of maintaining kayfabe and all that shit, and like there's a whole little small arena of people who know that the Freebirds aren't the champs. You know? Yeah, and it would it would have to be confusing for them to watch it because like the Steiners don't come out with the belts, uh, and I don't think the Freebirds come out with the belts here either. And so it's and they're like, what the fuck, man? I saw Rick and goddamn Scott beat the dog shit out of those motherfuckers. <laughs> I saw Jimmy Garvin get his ass beat by Rick I... Steiner on Saturday night. And I loved uh, every minute of it. So, uh, we open the show. And they're doing a lot of like, or at least trying to do like these different effects and things, but like the Photoshop or whatever media player they're using to put these things together is really terrible. Like there's electricity effects over some like opening guitar to welcome us to the Clash of Champions. It'll be like, uh, Rick and Scott Steiner versus Doom electricity effect. And then, <laughs> Uh, and we get uh, promos from Flair and Funk who uh, Terry Funk says he doesn't want to take the title or he doesn't want the title or Flair's money or Flair's family. He just wants to take Ric Flair's pride. That's what's on the line tonight. And uh, even Flair is pretty serious. He's like, look, I'm not about the women or the cars or the belt for tonight, for this night only. And you're like, uh, what's he about? What's he, what's he going to say? What's he going to yeah. say? It's about guts, and it's about pride. Oh, fuck, they both are after pride. Holy shit, the Pride yeah. Fighting Championships. It's the original Pride Fighting Championship. That's true, yeah. Somebody overseas was like, man, that'd be a good name for us. See, a... Great Muda heard about that and then flew That's to right. Japan and was yeah. like, I have an idea. To talk to his other Japanese people. Yeah. He's, he's Japanese. All Japanese people know each other. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jim Ross and Gordon Soli are the announced team for tonight. And I like the Jim Ross, Gordon Sully announced team um, quite a bit. I think Jim, I, Gordon Sully is one of the best announcers of all time. And Jim Ross is clearly like deferential to him uh, in this thing. Yeah. I, uh, I, I do like, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, that was, that was basically what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I enjoyed their chemistry. I do. I do. Cause we talk about how this is being presented as a, Sport and Gordon Soley is like the ultimate guy in re like wrestling announcer who presents this as a sport, and Jim Ross is is playing it straight the whole time as well. I do kind of miss the heel co-announcer. Uh, you know me, I do like the heel color commentator, yeah. but I I do like Jim Ross and Gordon Soley here. I think you could have thrown somebody on top if they had a guy, but I don't know if they really have a guy, so. Yeah, because they had Hayes, but Hayes is in a match. He's wrestling now. Cornette yeah. is doing multiple things. And Heyman's gone. And Heyman's now. gone, yeah. So. And so, yeah, you don't really have a guy. Like, I don't want Oliver Humperdinck uh, calling, you know, some of these matches. So. Oh, God damn it. I don't want Oliver <laughs> Humperdinck doing anything. Yeah. yeah, I guess it is. You do need a little bit of flavor, you know? Uh, Sometimes, things, yeah. Since it's not, since it is entertainment, even if they're trying to present it as sport. Um I initially enjoyed the stage setup here, but everybody coming down those stairs looks like they've never walked downstairs before. <laughs> like, yeah, they have a big uh, ramp and then they have the the flat part of the ramp and then they have stairs 
and then the entrance. And so everybody has to come down these stairs to get onto the flat level part of the arena and then walk down the ramp. And at first I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, and then everybody's like, feels like they think they're going to fall off of this thing. And so uh, throughout the night, it just, everybody looked a little bit silly. It's tough to look intimidating walking downstairs. Yeah. If you want to do it fast or something like there's, there's ways, there's ways yeah. like Lex Luger looked fine. You know, I wish uh, who would have, who would it have been the super destroyer? I wish super destroyer <laughs> would have fallen down those stairs, yeah. um, but uh, nowadays somebody's falling down those stairs. Yeah. Titus later is definitely taking, yeah. <laughs> Taking a yeah. Uh, who didn't fall down those stairs is the fabulous Freebirds. God who are damn! In our opening match against the Road Warriors, um, Battle of the Dope theme songs here, we get like legit Iron Man playing in the background, which is uh, amazing to me that WWE like they haven't scrubbed that out of the it's the replay. It's a knockoff. It's not legit. It's not actually Iron Man. Uh, the way that the only the reason that I know this well, first of all, the Freebirds enter and there's an immediate commercial break. <laughs> yeah, super weird. <laughs> I wonder what yeah. the Freebirds were doing in the ring. But anyway, uh, the the reason that I know that this wasn't real Iron Man is it says we are Iron Man. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So this this isn't Iron Man. This is Iron yeah. Men. It's not the same right. song. <laughs> Shout out to Vanilla Ice. Yeah. It's a little bit different. Um, the Freebirds are wearing like Van Halen pants. Fuck yeah, like they are. The, yeah, like uh, the red and black, and then the black and white. It's the only kind Jimmy of pants Garvin. that fucking Michael Hayes owns. Yeah, I, uh, I was wondering if this is like just based on the amount of time of all of these matches. If this is maybe your favorite event of all time, because Clash of Champions, <laughs> it's it's two hours. It's the all killer no filler, <laughs> like. Yeah, it's 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 a really it's good. It's good. I enjoyed myself. You, you, yeah, we don't need it to be longer than this ever, ever. Yeah. Except for when you and I go to the granddaddy, make it a little long. Yeah, because I want to uh, get drunk at the grand at the granddaddy. I'm is. looking to see if there's a match that I would get rid of. I did the the doom match. I don't really give a fuck about, but yeah, uh, yeah. There's nothing that's like. Offen- like overly offensive on this like i just and the doom match to be fair it's only because of eddie gilbert and tommy rich that yeah like well get. everything about these matches is put in like a microwave because it's like yeah, they've but... got like six minutes so it's like there's no time to have like an extended heat segment or extended like you got the duration uh, of rap god yeah like they the road warriors aren't selling shit for the free. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was wondering what was happening there. Cause fucking, uh, animal just no sold the shit out of multiple things. Like he got suplexed once and just got right up and fucking, yeah. cl- and, and then there was just hella clotheslines. <laughs> yeah. And the Michael Hayes takes a, like, uh, he gets clotheslined and he takes like a, he slipped on a banana peel kind of bump. He's like, Whip. <laughs> but yeah, the, I mean, that's sort of the road warriors gimmick is they don't sell for anybody, but like it was particularly odd in this match. Cause like the Freebirds are trying to get heat, but nobody thinks that the road warriors are in danger during this entire match. No, so, no. Uh, it was, it was, it was a tough day for the Freebirds this match. Yeah. Uh, this event is also brought to you by Coors Light. Uh, 
according to the I didn't notice <laughs> on the ring on the yeah, ring posts the ring posts yeah that's they it. have they have Coors Light advertisements on all four posts baby that's because this is when men were men Dusty yeah it's the banquet beer isn't that Coors I think that's Miller oh, okay I don't know Coors is as cold as the Rockies right that's <laughs> so uh, I gotta referee... make sure it's the, which one's the banquet beer I think it's Miller I I hope I'm not if it is Miller I shouldn't have derailed this shit. Coors is the banquet beer. <laughs> Hell yeah. So original Coors, this is the thing. Original Coors is the banquet beer. Coors Light's as cold as, cold as Rockies. Oh, okay. Well, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> the, the end of this match, the ref gets, like, pushed down by Hawk, and then all of a sudden there's a there's a disqualification. But you never know because the free the Road Warriors just keep beating the shit out of the Freebirds. <laughs> like, just keep having a match, bro. That Terry Gordy yeah. would have never let this shit happen. <laughs> Gordy's in Japan. He can't take care of Michael Hayes. You, you know? need goddamn Bam Bam. Yeah. Uh, Gordy's in Japan trying to talk them down from murdering Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, the crowd boos, and then the Road Warriors just beat up the the Freebirds for more, like just for fun, essentially. Yeah, I think the crowd only booed because the match ended because. They were they were like chanting Freebirds suck, Freebirds suck and like uh they they love the Road Warriors. Everybody loves the Road yeah. Warriors, you know? So uh I think that they were booing the fact that the match was over. Yeah, um, they want to see Jimmy Garvin get beheaded. Like they don't want to in a DQ. It's not going to be Michael uh, Hayes facing the doo-doo. Yeah, and kind of a like kind of a bullshit way too. Like he Hawk essentially bumps the referee and the ref is like, "No." And, yeah. Uh, Ends the match. Old five Tommy minutes. Young. Five minutes, eighteen seconds. This gets a dud rating from old Dave Meltzer. Honestly, uh, honestly, I think it kind of deserves a dud rating. Maybe a star. It's it's the Road Warriors and Freebirds, you know. But yeah, but all of these matches, I don't think we've seen a clean finish in any of these these uh, Road Warrior matches. Like uh, for the entirety of 1989, it's always a disqualification because they can't beat the Road Warriors, but they don't want the heel team to get shit on. And so, uh, just always a disqualification. It's just they're they're starting to become the WCW we've always known and hated. <laughs> yeah. uh, Terry Funk gets interviewed, and I love this interview where he's talking about how him and Flair aren't the same. Uh, and one of the things he says is Flair likes the flat the fast lane. I like the double cross ranch. Yeah, <laughs> fucking a right. He does like the fucking yeah. double cross ranch. I love fucking Terry Funk, bro. dude. He's the best. I, I love like, that man. Uh, and then Gary Hart is pumping Terry Funk up by being like, "Your brother's great. Your dad was great. You're fucking great. Texas is great. You're not gonna give up on Texas, are you?" And Funk's like, "No, fucking never will I give up on Texas." No, even if I give up tonight, I'm not giving up on Texas. What? <laughs> Yeah, you telling me that I'm giving up on Texas if I give up tonight? The stakes have jumped tremendously from <laughs> what I knew. I'm gonna fucking die in there. <laughs> I'll fucking die oh, before I give man. up on Texas. Uh, the Lone Star an... State, the fucking Double Cross Ranch, the Alamo. I'll do it for all I'll of them. I'll do it for all of them. To Michael Irvin <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the future Cowboys championships. Uh, we get an ad for Starcade. Did you see what the tagline or the? Uh... The teaser is for Starcade. What the name of it is? Let's hope we don't fuck this up. Oh. No, it's Starcade Future Shock. Fuck yeah! 
so continuing the electricity theme god damn it bro i love how fucking not cool you had to be in the 80s <laughs> like or you were you could be in the 80s and still be cool yeah it's Future uh shock! <laughs> i'm surprised yeah i'm surprised there isn't a uh acdc song called future shock or if there is you could tell me that there's one and i'd be like sure it's uh, on ball breaker or something i'm sure it's a track on there future Um, shocker bust (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, so bill after pro wrestling illustrated and jim ross are here to present awards uh to the most popular wrestler of 1989 we know who that is that's gotta be stang did you know who that was gonna be before they announced it I didn't know for sure, but I was pretty sure. It was yeah, like, if I had to guess, I would have been Sting. I almost wrote it down, but I was like, I'll yeah. just tell him. Like, I, um, I, I figured it was going to be Sting. But uh, you know what? I like the Stinger. It's crazy yeah. how over everybody likes the Stinger, bro. And, like, how crazy over he was whenever. <laughs> to, uh, tell me two things about Sting. Like, there's really nothing defining his character. Call. Yeah. And call. Yeah. Uh, call. <laughs> uh, and then Sting comes out and he's like, what? Me? Sting? Most yeah. popular wrestler? You guys no. like the Stinger? Yeah. Uh, and he then gave some he... fucking horse shit fucking, what's her name? The mom from, the mom from, uh, from Forrest Gump. Sally. Sally Field. Sally Field. Yeah. Do you like me? Yeah. You really, really like me speech. No. And then they do the wrestler of the decade award. Which of course has got to go to Ric Flair. Yeah, who won? That? I wonder who won this one. Yeah, and then they like, I guess it pays off later, but it's really not like worth anything. It's just like, oh, Sting won something, Flair won something, and then that's it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing it was real. I, I as real as anything in wrestling. I mean, Pro Wrestling Illustrated's not like a, a legitimate. You know, I, it's a legitimate wrestling magazine, but it's not like they uh, they are above kayfabing things. Yeah, you know? yeah. So they call WCW and say, "Who do you want us to win?" To say one. <laughs> yeah, who do you think's most popular? Like the way they used to do uh, record sales. Hey, who won? Who sold the most records this week? <laughs> uh, Millie Vanilli. All right, great. And then that's, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll take your word for it, Sam Goody. Uh, so <laughs> then. We go backstage, or not even backstage, we go to a pre-recorded promo from Woman, uh, and nobody's going to stop her and Doom. We go backstage to Woman's Boobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time Woman's Boobs Major shot. cleavage going on with Woman. Like, this is the most, it's the most boobs I've seen outside of an ECW show on wrestling. Yeah. Um, and then they put the, they put the, like, they put the uh, thing on this, the graphic on the screen said "woman" and it just completely covered her boobs up. But it, yeah. I was like, "Oh shit!" They fought, they saw it and got rid of them. It's pre-recorded, so that's definitely not what happened because it, yeah. event, it immediately went away. But yeah. uh, it's it weird. At the, well, so she's like, you know, no tag team in, in uh, the NWA could stop us. The skyscrapers, the Steiner brothers, the Legion of Doom, whoever. And then at the end i don't she's trying to give like some kind of smoky eye or like sexy look but she just has one eye closed and then it zooms in on her and then that's then it just stops <laughs> it's like it's really bizarre hella pills backstage the cameraman and the and the talent yeah. uh, it comes back and somebody was like who, which one was it uh she is a despicable woman but she sure is pretty <laughs> I, th- I think that's got to be jim ross i can't remember like, which one which yeah. it was 
Um, so next up, we got Eddie Gilbert and Tommy Rich versus Doom. And Eddie Gilbert and Tommy Rich are already in the ring. So things are not looking great <laughs> for Hot Stuff and uh, Wildfire. Oh, no. They're standing there. Oh, no. I didn't get an entrance. <laughs> oh, no. Were they in the ring, guys? Oh, <laughs> oh man. fuck. Uh, Doom comes out. I still contend that their theme is dope. Uh, and it's still Ron Simmons and Butch Reed under those masks. Every bit of Ron Simmons and Butch Reed, isn't it? Yep. Uh, I was watching this with Sarah. Sarah was unimpressed with the babyface team in this match. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I was like, Tommy Rich used to be, a, I was like, Tommy Rich was an NWA champion in 1981. And she goes, that's not in 1981 anymore. Is yeah. it? <laughs> no, nope. no, certainly not. Tommy Rich is not in Kansas. No, uh, at the end of this match, Tommy Rich gets wiped out with a flying shoulder block from Doom Number One, who, for the record, is Ron Simmons. Doom Two is Butch Reed. Okay, uh, and that's Doom getting the win again. Uh, they have no time for any shenanigans. Five minutes, fifteen seconds, and this fuck off my TV at <laughs> a quarter. Yeah, nobody legitimately thinks that Tommy Rich and Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. They don't even have a tag team name. Like, no, it's not gonna happen. So, you're, and you're not cl- Furnace and Lafon. You're Tommy, Tommy Rich, and Eddie Gilbert. And this was better than the Freebirds and the Road Warriors, which is insane. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> well, because Doom actually sold for Tommy Rich, which I would argue they shouldn't have done. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> for the good of the match, they did. But clearly, they have like they have plans to do something with Doom. Yeah, like there's some something's in the works for them. So, uh, Jim Cornette is now back uh, at the at the entrance ramp, and he has a segment called the Louisville Slugger, which is his interview segment, and he's with the Steiner brothers. And we have Rick. Actually, it's Rick Steiner who christens the Frankensteiner. And he says yeah, him they're, and <laughs> they're watching Frankenstein. Yeah, and he goes, you know, the way the Frankenstein's head rolls back, that's the way guys' heads roll back when Scott hits the Frankensteiner on him. Yeah, he's like, you know, they're fucking, their head, they, they look like this. And he makes a stupid face, and he's like, I was thinking about it when you do that thing to them. They they look like this. And he makes a face again, and he's like, no, yeah. I called it the Frankenstein. <laughs> All-time promo from Rick Steiner. Oh, man, he's, he's verbose. Yeah, uh, and then Scott Steiner gets a babyface reaction for... Uh, insinuating that he's he his mom told him not to hit a lady, but woman's not a lady, and the crowd's like, "Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> Frankenstein or her, that's what we're here to see." Beat her ass. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think they also say that she's saying some stuff about Rick, and Rick's like, "I'm not worried about it. Had it, don't want it anymore." That's true, bro. <laughs> God damn, Rick that's, Steiner. That's Rick's dirty laundry, bro. Get her out yeah. of there. So there are, and there are like so so the downside of clash of champions there are so many commercials there's a lot like, of commercials there's in like weird places and they keep showing the preview for starcade and the music that they're using does not resolve in like a satisfactory way for me <laughs> i hate the i hate the music uh it, it bothered me the whole night so uh, now we have the dynamic dudes coming out and this, they, if the crowd in Philly didn't like the dynamic dudes, this crowd in New York hates the dynamic dudes. Yeah. They're, fucking, like, they're weirdos. New York doesn't like colors. Yeah. That's, it's gray all the time. It's gotta only, be gray. Yeah. Only colors I like are the red, white, and blue, baby. You gotta be the color of a skyscraper. 
Uh, the only thing you... we can see, or a yellow taxi cab. Hey. Hey. Uh, so, because uh, as Johnny Ace is skateboarding down, which also you could clearly tell he doesn't know how to skateboard, you could you could hear somebody boo him, which is yeah. very funny to me. It would have been funny if he just took a, a, a large Diet Coke to the head and yeah. just knocked him off the skateboard. And he, and he was I'll fine. Ask, and he was yeah. fine. But All it, Scott Hall. Oh, you know? um, yeah, like one yeah. of those, but he's riding a skateboard down the ring. <laughs> and the skateboard so, just like, there's like rolls under under the ring. Uh, so Sarah looked up while the dynamic dudes were coming out, and she goes, those aren't skater dudes. <laughs> <laughs> posers, dynamic dudes. Oh, Sarah's, one, Sarah's one-liners. Yeah, shit, they are posers. They're My not, wife they're not... called you out. They might not be frisbee posers. I feel like they might do frisbees, but I've seen Shane Douglas. Like Shane yeah. Douglas isn't a dynamic dude. No, he's from Troy, New York, actually. So he's, he's probably as embarrassed as shit. He's a dirtbag. But so he's from Troy, New York, and he's getting booed. Yeah. Well, God they're not. Damn. They aren't uh, billing him from New York. They're billing him from California. So he was, so he was born in New Bright New Brighton, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And then they moved on over to New York. I believe so, yeah. Crazy motherfucker. He's all right. All right, Shane Douglas. <laughs> so, uh and uh, like how are how are the dynamic dudes going to compete with the with the Midnight Express? That's the match by the way. Midnight Express versus Dynamic Dudes. When the Dynamic Dudes are the bullshit Midnight Express. Uh just everything about the Midnight Express is 20 <laughs> 20 times better. Yeah, so So listen, sometimes a student becomes a teacher, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Not uh, this time. No, the dynamic dudes are from the Sunshine Midnight Express. Where are they from, Andrew? The dark side. The dark side. I remembered it. I remembered it this time. Yeah. And our big thing in this match is Jim Cornette is out, and it's supposed to be a neutral party because he has been advising the dynamic dudes in recent months, and uh, the Midnight Express have been getting more and more upset about that. If there's so. anything I know about Jim Cornette, is that he's a neutral party. <laughs> yeah, doesn't have a lot of hot takes. Just real. Medium guy. He literally you know? cannot help but be neutral. Yeah. Um, this like this is a pretty good match. Actually, yeah, good. the dynamic <laughs> yeah. dudes can do some shit. Yeah. Uh, they, can dynamic uh, do some shit? Yeah. Hey. So, uh, boo. I hey. do that. So, hey. <laughs> uh, again, this match is like everything about a good tag team match just put into a microwave. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, the Midnight Express never really get any heat on the dynamic dudes they just keep getting foiled by the various moves of the it's, dynamic it's dudes. like you walk in you get some heat you lose some heat you get the heat back you pin them you get the fuck off of my ring <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need 24 minutes for flair and funk uh, so uh there is a part in the match early where stan lane is cheating and so he like pulls the hair of uh johnny ace i think and Cornette gets up on the apron and narks onto stan lane uh, and so the crowd, of course, is now hating uh, Jim Cornette. I was ready to hate this storyline. I was ready to be like, I do not like Jim Cornette. Should never turn on the Midnight Express. Like those right. are his fucking guys. It's Jim Cornette's yeah. Midnight Express. It's nobody he's else's. Ride. He's got to ride with his dudes. Yeah, you know. Uh, so uh, there is a little bit of the Midnight Express taken over with uh, Stan Lane's patented mall karate that he uses. Hell to, yeah, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, the rocket launcher unfortunately gets blocked, uh, and then Bobby Eaton tries to use a chain, and Cornette comes in to throw the chain out, 
and he's like, get him, Shane Douglas. And when Shane Douglas turns around, he fucking whacks him with the tennis racket to large ovation yeah. <laughs> from the crowd. That's a loaded racket, too. Yeah, yeah, it makes a really good noise. That yeah, is a it's whack. Like, nice thwack. Yeah. Uh, and then the Midnight Express get the pin, beating the dynamic dudes, turning heel, and reuniting with Jim Cornette. Uh, and this got three and, let me see, sorry, three and a half stars in nine minutes, 22 seconds. It was a pretty good match. Uh, it is a good and, match. And it reestablishes the Midnight Express as like a good heel tag team because I... I don't hate Babyface Midnight Express, but they're clearly better as heels. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. As soon as Cornette like hit him, and then they were going, they were leaving the ring, and Cornette like kissed uh, Stan Lane on the cheek and shit. I was like, okay, they're trying to actually get some heel heat again because they're they're getting back to the the peak Midnight Express shit. Like, they really should have them like uh, fuck over either the Road Warriors or I guess the or the Steiners. Like, yeah. if if you really want them to be like. Um, real heels just to have him fuck up Rick backstage or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, next up, we got the Super Destroyer versus Dr. Death Steve Williams. Of course, Super Destroyer already in the already ring. Already in the ring, yeah. Uh, and one, the Super Destroyer is actually <laughs> our man Jack Victory. Jack Victory. <laughs> and who, Russian, Russian assassin number two. <laughs> yeah, he's making his fourth masked mystery man appearance at the Clash of Champions. He's been <laughs> Russian assassin number two, the blackmailer, and the terrorist. The terrorist, as well as Super Destroyer. I'm big Jack. Uh, I'm a big Jack Victory guy. <laughs> yeah, he's winning me. You know, he he has no ego. Jack Victory goes in there. He does the job that he's got to do. It's ironic so. that his last name is Victory. <laughs> Yeah, um, because Jack, Jack put you over. <laughs> yeah, Jack looking at the lights. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, while Doctor Death is getting in the ring, Santa Claus comes out, and I was like, "Oh, it's Santa!" And then the the announcer's like, "That's not Santa. That's just Norman the Lunatic. You know, good old Norman." Are you Are you familiar with Norman? I I only know Norman the Lunatic is just like a low level WCW guy. Yeah, was it? Was it Storm and Norman that that humped Terry Funk in in a? I'm, I'm remembering a like a go, a goofy gimmick character that humped tw- Terry Funk on a. On You're a, thinking of Norman Smiley. Norman screaming, Smiley. Screaming Norman. Screaming Norman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Different guy. That's the guy that he fought in like through the kitchen and like had the hardcore yeah. mat. Okay. The guy who makes the the big screams. Yeah. Wow. yeah. yeah Norman Smiley, really good wrestler, also pretty funny. So <laughs> I get Terry Funk's beating his ass in the bathroom. Yeah. Norman Smiley's got a full catcher's equipment on. <laughs> yeah. <It's>, uh <laughs> the old uh, super destroyer decides to jump Dr. Death from behind to start this match, which is his best move. I was going to say, it's probably his only chance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oklahoma Stampede, which is a running power slam, wins it for Dr. Death in like a minute and 51 seconds. This is unfair to rate, really, because like there's no... It's just to get Dr. Death over, and yet it got a star and a half... Well, because Steve Williams is sick. Like, he did the fucking military press shit, and he, yeah. like, threw him all over the place. He, uh, uh, and honestly, this match did exactly what this match was supposed to do. The yeah. Super Destroyer was perfect because he got his ass beat, you know? Yeah. And Steve Williams looked like a monster 
fucking clappity clap clap. Go go into the back and have a drink, boys. Yeah. Have a banquet here. <laughs> get out there. Get power slammed. Get the fuck off my TV. Yeah, yeah you get the <laughs> fuck off my television. <laughs> yeah. So next up, we got the skyscrapers. Dangerous Danny Spivey and uh, Sid Vicious versus the Steiner Brothers. I feel like Dan Spivey's flat top begs more questions than it answers. It's a it's weird like... flat top. Flat top. It really is. Like, why do you do that? Has no one told you how silly that looks? Can you not grow your hair to any other length? To <laughs> it just like... stops like that. It's like it's like Joe Dirt's haircut. Yeah, like. Of all the things you can land on, does your hair look weird when it's long, Dan Spivey? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you have a bunch of bumps on your head so you can't shave it? I'm just like, I'm curious how you landed on weird flat top. Uh, and then Scott Steiner comes out on the ramp or through the stairs and he's by himself because Rick is out in the crowd because Rick is nothing if not a man of the people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And when the, we even talked about it, I mean, I we I didn't talk about it, but earlier when they came out for their interview, um, Rick had a backwards hat on, and like, there's very few people who wear a backwards hat better than Rick Steiner. Like, he looks like a cool college dude that has a good time. You know, like, yeah, it's perfect. Uh, I just, God damn it, we talk about it all the time. I just, I just have so much affection for the man. <laughs> yeah. uh, and also a great wrestler. Uh, he does <laughs> eat a tombstone at the beginning of this match, and nobody cares. Like, Dan Spivey tombstones Rick Steiner, and it gets a two-count, and nobody sells it as being anything at yeah. all. Um, no, because it's Rick Steiner. You're not going to fucking think a tombstone's going to hurt Rick Steiner? Yeah. He doesn't need his tough. brain. His head is hard. His head is uh, hard, yeah. Scott Steiner is at almost peak, like, freak athlete in this match. Like... He he pulls off a Frankensteiner onto Spivey from just a standing position. Like I know I say it a lot, but just jumps straight up and and grabs Spivey and pulls him into the Frankensteiner from like nothing, like no yeah. wind up or anything. And honestly, like I feel like they could have, um, I feel like they could have use the Frankensteiner as a legitimate finish. I know it's just a Hurricane Rana that isn't a finish to a lot of people, but the way that he did it was always a little bit different, and especially in this match, it was like they're, they could have built the whole match to see if Scott could get the Frankensteiner on one of these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you could have... Because it looked like he dumped people on their heads when he did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and eventually the Frankensteiner is a finish that they use i think it's so new that like the novelty of it is such that they want to throw it in a lot but like it should be a move that nobody kicks out of because like you said he it looks like he spikes people in their head yeah and you could have uh, built this whole match around it like he tries to he tries to uh to um uh, frankensteiner either spivey or sid and they catch him and they take him and they throw him out of the ring or something like that and then, or, or the, like they, they, they just throw him down. They don't fully power bomb him, but they like catch him and throw him down or something where they're blocking it. And then he finally gets it on him and ends the match, you know? Yeah. Like, especially because the big story of the match is how big the skyscrapers are. Yeah, like, exactly. It's possible to do it. And because so, that whole, that whole interview was like, 
the the Cornette interview was like, okay, they talked about naming it, but then they also were like, do you think you can hit it on these skyscrapers? Like because they're so tall. So it'd been a good story to tell, but. They throw, of course, uh, Scott gets one in the first like minute and a half of the match. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, everything's in a microwave. Yeah. So, and it's so uh, smooth. Like it's, it was no struggle at all. It's beautiful. Well, he does that Frankensteiner and then Sid comes in and he just picks Sid up and does like a backflip slam with Sid. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like crazy. how strong is Scott Steiner? It's and then crazy. Rick. Power slams Dan Spivey like he weighs zero pounds. Yeah. <laughs> insane it's uh, that and, weird wrestler functional strength you know yeah and uh cornet always talked about how like you could do whatever you wanted with the steiner brothers and you would trust them because they were strong enough to to do whatever they wanted with you like as long as you went with it they were going to put you down where you were supposed to go and all yeah. that yeah yeah that's what, you, that's they said like they were they were stiff but they didn't necessarily with a lot of like the high risk stuff they did they didn't really hurt anybody unless you like hesitated or it you kind of like tried to fight it or something like that that's what i've heard i i, I haven't like done yeah, you you got to go with them yeah. if you go with them then it's gonna be fine you know because like a lot of the steiner brothers moves are insane yeah like they have that top rope uh ddt that they used to do where rick holds the guy on his shoulders and scott gets on the top rope and ddt's the guy off of rick's <laughs> shoulders but i don't know how nobody died doing that move like it looks insane but uh, anyway, of course, uh, after Rick hits a power slam on Spivey, Doom hit the ring. And again, Scott Steiner just like fucking nothing. Snaps off a, a Frankensteiner onto one of the dudes in Doom. Uh, and then the, the match gets thrown out. So they, and then a big brawl with the Road Warriors and the Skyscrapers, the Steiners and Doom happens and everybody's fighting. Um, yeah. And, this, and then, go ahead. Oh, well, so then woman tries to attack Rick Steiner from behind and then a big goofy looking dude uh, comes in the ring to save woman. Do you know who that goofy looking dude is, Andrew? Uh, I saw it just now on the on the uh, on the um, on the Wikipedia. I'm trying to find his name. Uh, fuck. What's his name? Nitron. Nitron. That's what it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His name is Tyler Maine. Uh, oh shit! He played. No. Yeah, he's oh. uh, Sabretooth. He's he's also Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie Psycho Circus Freak Halloween movies. <laughs> yeah, he's Sabretooth in that original X Men movie, uh, and then he's uh, Michael Myers in the Rob Zombies. What? Because <laughs> he's big. Like, that's how Kevin Nash got to be Super Shredder, because they were like, we need a big fucking guy <laughs> to be in this costume. Uh, yeah, and he, he briefly trained w at the fucking, at the Heart Dungeon. God damn it. Yeah, he stinks. But... Do you hear, do you hear, have you heard all of his ring names? Uh, the only other one I know is Big Sky, I think. So there's, there's Big Sky, there's Daryl Carolette, Giant Steel, Gully Gaspar. Nitron, Sky High Lee, Sky High Walker, the Skywalker, Skywalker, yep. Skywalker Nitron, and Tyler Maine. He's really trying. I feel like he's every week he's like Skywalker. Okay. Sky, Sky, Sky High Walker. Oh, 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 hold on. <laughs> like, like every week he's adding to it like it's an improv, like an yeah. ass cat <laughs> improv game. Uh, 
So the other notable thing about this match is Sid Vicious punctured his lung. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, and I couldn't tell where it was at, and but he ends up puncturing his lung, and then he gets replaced in the skyscrapers by a guy who'd go on to do a little bit, uh, main Mark Callis. Oh, uh, shit, really? Yeah, briefly a part of the skyscrapers before they were like, okay, this guy's got uh, something. Okay, <laughs> so uh, so if, for for anybody who doesn't know, that is uh, that is Mr. Undertaker, but... The, <laughs> Thank you for using his proper name. Yeah, yeah, it's Mr. Yeah. Senior Undertaker. Um, it's funny too because I was just talking about how, <laughs> talking about how uh, the 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 Steiner brothers don't hurt you. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if they, I don't know if it was them or if just. Yeah, I wonder what happened. Sid took a bad bump or something, but uh, this match is six minutes eight seconds and it gets three and a half stars, which. Is the same as the Dynamic Dudes versus the Midnight Express. I don't know that I agree with that, but a pretty decent match. Uh, but kind of the best you could get from the skyscrapers, I would say. Yeah, you know, it was it was fun. Um, it turned into chaos. You know, have we? Okay, so the first match DQ, second match was a pin. One. Okay, so we do have a pin. Um, Steve Williams is a super destroyer. That was clean. So we are two and three on clean finishes. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because uh, the well, Midnight Express. That's not bad. Uh, That's not bad. Actually. Doom and the Super Destroyer. Yeah. All, uh, so well, then... the Midnight Express wasn't a clean finish because uh. That's true. He, he got yeah. his ass uh, fucking destroyed, you know. But it is, but it is a pin finish. So yeah, it's, but not it's super a pretty, destroyed. It's pretty, yeah, not super destroyed at all. Super yeah. destroyer got super destroyed. Matter of fact, <laughs> yeah. He's, the uh, oh, the irony is he's I, getting oh, power man. slammed. Oh, am I gonna have to change my name? <laughs> I I feel like I might even say <clears throat> that I was super duper destroyed. Mm, Steve, uh, Steve, come here, Steve. <laughs> Dr. Death goes over there. He's like, hey, do you, do you want to be the super destroyer? <laughs> I have to, I have to turn the mantle of super destroyer over to you. I, I just, it's I just say, a little bit of paperwork. That's all it is. I'll see you backstage. It's like the title of a car, Steve. Uh, I like, I have to sign over power of the super destroyer. Uh, I like the idea of Steve. It's on an, Dr. Ar- it's on an Arby's napkin. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Steve, Steve, Dr. Death, super destroyer. William yeah. is a pretty, a pretty good name. He just, he, he, he owns the, he owns the nickname of everybody whose ass he whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, like, Steve, Dr. Death, super destroyer, the dragon yeah. Williams. He's, he's like <laughs> Siler from heroes. Yeah. He just, <laughs> That's actually kind of a good gimmick if you could steal the nicknames. Steal yeah. the nicknames of everybody. So everybody, everybody has to go to their real name. <laughs> yeah. Look, dude. Uh, to, I, you know you you know what you signed up for whenever you signed up to wrestle Steve, Dr. Death, Super Destroyer, the Dragon, the Snake, the, <laughs> Williams. The, the, the Body Ventura Williams. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Perfect Williams. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, after the break, the Road Warriors and the Steiners seem to compete in a mushmouth promo contest for yeah. uh, superiority overall. They are pumped 
up. Yeah, essentially they're like, we're from Detroit, and those guys are from Chicago, and if you mess with us, Detroit, then you gotta deal with Chicago, and if you mess with Chicago, you're you're gonna have to mess with Detroit, too. Listen, you don't fuck with guys who are from north of Indiana, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's like, Doom, Skyscrapers, you better find another team from another city. Because and- they're gonna wrestle Doom, and we're gonna wrestle the Skyscrapers, <laughs> Because we're wrestlers who wrestle, and we're super tough, and we got muscles, and yeah. we're from we're from where it's cold where we're from, man. <laughs> Tell them, Hawk. <laughs> we're we're actually from Minnesota, but that doesn't really go with the whole biker thing that we're trying to do. So, uh, and then in our first of uh, two settling scores matches, we have a rematch from Halloween Havoc. Flying Brian versus Lex Luger for the U.S. title again. Um, <laughs> a funny moment happens with production here where Luger, because he does look cool coming down the stairs, yeah. takes a while. He takes a they, long time to get down the stairs. cut his music. And so then he's just walking down to nothing. To, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just imagine in the, in the back, you're like, Bill, you have to loop the music, <laughs> God Damn God it, man. damn it. You saw that he wasn't going to make it all the way to the end. What do you think we just end the music and Lex Luger, the total package, has to walk in complete silence down there? We're trying to put this guy over. Did you know he's supposed to win this match? Now he's going to do it in silence. Fuck. I looked over the K and Rick. I looked past the Thunderdome <laughs> electrified cage. You can't even bloop the music. God damn, I God hate this job. Damn it. I've, we had a whole loop it fucking meeting on Tuesday. We knew why'd there were I stairs. Come in or, why'd I come in early on Tuesday? If, if we're not going to keep the shit tight, whatever it's going on. I taught you how to loop. I taught you how to glue the tapes together. I know it's tedious. I know we haven't figured out the good technology to do this right. Just press play again. If you want to do that, have two Walkman. There's not even <laughs> Walkman now. <laughs> well, I, I, why did they only record 45 seconds of theme music <laughs> the, yeah. just Those, loop it god damn it I miss Jimmy Hart <laughs> uh, where's Michael Hayes <laughs> oh he's writing more verses for Bad Street USA <laughs> well that song's 17 minutes long yeah. or no he's working on what is it Freebird Forever That's the, uh, the, the one when Terry, is that the one when Terry Gordy died yeah. That's the, the worst song ever <laughs> written. And the music video is hilarious. Yeah. Um, do me a favor. I have to know. Have you watched the Bad Street USA video? I don't know if I've watched it. Don't watch it. Really? Uh, will, it will it hurt it? Will it hurt me? No, no, no. Because I, <laughs> I have plans for it. Oh, okay. So okay. I, need, I need fresh reactions. Atlanta the, GA! Yeah. <laughs> uh I found out that my name works perfectly uh, in Bad Street USA, uh, which makes me very happy. Dusty, he's fucking <laughs> lame. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Could have said something worse there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't use that. As a, as a Dusty USA. <laughs> that is Dusty's name. People don't know that. Dusty's name yeah. is Dusty, Dusty USA. I had to, I got it on a piece of paper from the Super Destroyer. So, uh, in this match, they essentially tell the same story as the Halloween Havoc match, where Pillman's trying to use his speed 
to uh, outmaneuver Luger and frustrate him. And again, it works. Like, that's a classic <laughs> good wrestling story. And you have two really good athletes because Pillman is really good here. Like, he can move around really well. His drop kick is awesome. Uh, he does a lot of stuff that guys in 1989 aren't necessarily doing uh, that really helps this match. And then Luger is great because he can either be the base for Pillman to do all of his stuff or whatever he takes over and is doing his power moves. Everything looks impressive because Lex Luger's fucking jacked. So. Dude, he it really is a specimen. Like, yeah. this era of Lex Luger is like, I mean, he was always just jacked up to the fucking tits, but like, his hamstrings, bro. <laughs> I know I do a lot of thigh talk. Yeah, thigh yeah. corner with Andrew Idell, but <laughs> his hamstrings are as big as my whole thighs. Like, it's insane. And because Brian Pillman is a juiced up monkey. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's a Pillman is big bastard. Jacked. Yeah, for his frame, he's jacked up. But he's a small guy in this match. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's the underdog and he's got an eight pack in this match. And so, yeah. And he was, he was like a six footer, you know, and just a yeah. he's former NFL player is the, is the, the underdog that we root for because to yeah. beat the brute force <laughs> of the CFL's youngest player in history. Yeah. I'll don't forget you. it. Don't you forget yeah. it. Um, the end of this match, Pillman goes for a flying body press and the ref, Andrew's enemy, Nick Patrick gets fucking wiped out. Uh, by by this body press. He got smoked a couple times a day. It made me happy. Yeah. Uh, and then Pillman gets the the visual pinfall there, and then he gets a second visual pinfall while the ref is out to sort of uh, save face for Pillman because they don't want to meet in a pin twice so close together. Uh, but he goes to grab Luger, who's on the floor, and Luger has a chair and blasts Pillman in the head with it and then covers him to pick up the win. So uh, Lex Luger retains the United States Championship. Uh, and what I would say, like, their Halloween Havoc match was good. I think this match was pretty good. Yep. Uh, 12 minutes, 38 seconds. And this gets three and three-quarter stars. Yeah, and this is, like we said, I, I think this is the best, the best, like, it's not even that great. It's good. It's really good. Uh, the best yeah. Lex Luger work we've seen, like wrestling work, you know? Um, What? So how old is Marcus Bagwell at this time? Um, I Where don't, is he? He is not in WCW yet. Okay. He does not come in until ninety-one, I think. Okay, so he's 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 waiting in the wings. They they know yeah. they know something's something big's coming. You know. <laughs> yeah, uh, t- they can t- novelty top hat uh, sellers the world over are getting ready for. Oh for, yeah, for they are yeah. they are getting ready. They're they're making as many rhinestones as they can. <laughs> my kids, uh, I put my kids through college on Bagwell's top hats. <laughs> yeah, he was only nineteen in nineteen seventy. I mean, and he was born in 1970. Uh, he started wrestling the next year. He began wrestling in 1991. He started training in 1990, and then he made it to WCW in 1991. God damn, he got he got uh, fast tracked. Yeah, the early Bagwell stuff is kind of rough. Like he's very green. I'm sure. But yeah. He's but he's he's been yoked up his whole career. So apparently, he's a baseball player. Going. Good for him. Yeah. So, Amateur boxer could, couldn't make it to the show, but Mm-mm. yeah, it's tough. He wrestled. He wrestled as Buff Bagwell, Christian, Fabulous Fabian, the Handsome Stranger, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, which is his actual fucking name, and Marcus Bagwell, which is also his actual fucking name. 
Yeah. The handsome stranger is my favorite one. That sounds <laughs> like a, a sex move. Yeah, that's a that's a good gimmick. Who is it? It's me, the handsome stranger. Uh, He's just a nice guy. He's just yeah. a complete nice guy the whole time, just helping everybody out. Uh, all his vignettes are him uh, grabbing stuff that's high on the shelf from the supermarket for yeah. old ladies and yeah. uh, helping them across the street and stuff. Wa- washing people's gear for him and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to take your car out, Luger? I'll take it for. I'll take it. Get waxed and everything. You can trust me. I'm the handsome stranger. I'm the handsome stranger. <laughs> So uh, after this match, for a little bit more heat, Luger grabs uh, the chair again, attacks the ref, and chucks, uses the... chucks the fuck out of Nick Patrick. <laughs> yeah. You're... Oh, you're going to sell it, Patrick. Yeah. Don't worry. And I got to uh, admit, with Nick Patrick, I only hate two things about him. Yeah. I hate the, the way that he does the three count. It's fucking terrible. And that he was the face of the... Like, he was the referee that let the NWO, che- NWO cheat all the time. Yeah. So, and that's... That's within kayfabe. So I actually only hate the three count thing about him. Yeah. And it makes me hate him. <laughs> yeah. To the degree that I've labeled him your enemy. Yeah. You know. And yeah. I wish I wish harm on Nick Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Lex Luger chucked him out of the <laughs> So uh, he puts Pillman in the torture rack and then Sting runs in to stop it. Good guy Sting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Luger grabs the mic. It says it's about time. He challenges Sting. And then Sting tells him that he they used to be friends, but now he's went over the line and slaps him uh, before ripping his shirt off. And you'll notice that Sting is both tan and in shape for this uh, confrontation. Yeah, it looks so, like he's ready to be champ. Yeah. So uh, and then he chases Luger up the ramp, and then I guess Luger didn't run away fast enough, so like Sting runs and catches up with him and punches him a couple of times, like <laughs> to put some hitch in his giddy up, like. Yeah, we got to get out of here. Flair, Flair and Funk need 25 minutes, you know? <laughs> they so. told me, they sent me out here to get you out of here. <laughs> yeah, you've done enough uh, to Brian Pillman already. You're the uh, champ, Lex. So we get some pre-recorded comments with Flair, and uh, he says that he's going to, like, this is very serious. I'm going to make a man say I quit. That's humiliating. That's disgraceful. That's the end. That's the end, because he's saying, he's essentially saying, like, He's, he tells he tells uh, Funk he's like you're beloved in Texas you have you have it all you're set you're fine you got nothing to lose I got everything to lose if I say I quit right here that means that I'm done my career is over yeah. because I'm still going um, kind of tells you who's gonna win but you <laughs> yeah. know um, then yeah. he puts Funk over in the in the interview too he's like you're a legend you're great but I gotta I gotta beat you. Like I have to for yeah, my... and I love all this. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. And they talk about the uh, Gordon Sully does a really good job talking about like the idea of legacy. Like this is the these two guys' legacies are on the line. Funk is bringing in the weight of his whole family lineage and like all of his accomplishments and all of his accolades and putting that on the line because saying I quit's just about the worst thing you can do yeah. <laughs> as a dude. And Flair is the champ currently and is building his legacy, still writing it. And if he says, I quit, he might not lose the belt, but like the damage that that will do to his, uh, to him is almost unmatched. Which is funny because he submitted to Ricky Steamboat earlier this year. (laughs) Yes. Uh, but it's much different than an I quit match. Yeah. And then, uh, Gordon Sully has his famous line, two words, five or uh, yeah, two words, five letters. I quit. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's dance, motherfucker. 
Terry Funk versus Ric Flair. I quit match Ter- at the main event. Terry Funk walks out looking like he looks like he's a he's a real cowboy from the old west who accidentally traveled forward in time and just popped yeah. up in the backstage and they were like, No, you gotta go that way. You gotta go to the ring. And he's like walking yeah. through, he's like, What the fuck is happening here? Yeah. Like, it's a real uh king and king or a kid in King Arthur's court situation. Yeah. Uh also I wanna give Terry Funk his flowers. Funk is fucking jacked. Yes. <laughs> For like this entire run, he's in great shape. Yeah, he is in great shape. I was thinking about that as well. He was uh, how when was he born? He was born in forty four. So he's forty five at this point. Yeah. Looking and good. He, like he's got abs and his arms are like pretty big. Like he looks in really good shape. And of course, he's awesome. Like uh they start the match and Funk and Funk is doing his crazy selling like from the beginning. And as we pointed out, like nobody does the fall through the ropes looking out of control, uh uh, while being in control as well as Terry Funk does. Dude, he did the curly from the Three Stooges whoop, 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 walk yeah. on the on the floor during this match. Yeah. In circle, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And uh, of course, when he gets frustrated, he goes out, he grabs the guardrail, he threatens to punch the fans like he, he's just the, he's just the best. He went to he went to throw a punch at a fan and uh, he fell over the guardrail. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets up and swings at the fan again. It was hilarious. Uh, and then Funk at one point has the the flare in the corner and he's punching him and yelling at him to submit. And he's like, uh, he goes, quit. And then he punches him and he goes, quit. And then he punches him again and then he goes, say it, you egg sucking dog. Yeah, that <laughs> was my is, next note too. Yeah. You egg sucking dog. Uh, and then he's like pleading with, he's kind of pleading with flare on the microphone. He's like, remember your deck? Remember what I did to your neck? Don't you want to quit before I pallor drive your ass and ruin your career? <laughs> and he's like, say it. And Flair's like, no. And he's like, well, all right. And so he's like, Pile drives his ass. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, look, I told you what I was going to do. Yeah. You got to do it. Um, though, I don't know if the way that Flair takes the pallor driver is just because his back is messed up or it's just the weird way he does it. But he, does like a full handstand and it's like you could clearly see him holding himself up with his hands and then yeah like when funk falls back then he still power drives them but it like it looks weird to me yeah i noticed that I, i'm 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 cool with that if it's hurting rick if it's hurting rick maybe don't do the pile driver but uh <laughs> right but, uh, that's the easiest way for him to sell it that's, yeah, yeah it didn't take me out of it really like i noticed it but it's not as blatant as certain times when people are helped doing things yeah you know? uh any pile pa- driver you kind of need some help because if somebody put me in a pile driver i'm a wiggling i am yeah. <laughs> wiggling like a mother i'm doing a sit up like i'm, do- yeah. I'm- you can just sit up and punch him in the face a bunch yeah or i'm just grabbing his leg with both of my arms yeah like like one of his legs with both of my arms guess what can't get pallor driven if, if that's what's if that's what's happening so like any pile driver here you know, there's a little help there. yeah um the and then Funk Pallor drives him on the floor, and the announcers are selling this like, you know, is is this the end? Could this yeah. be the Which end? Which they should be, because he got pile driven <laughs> on cement. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's selling it well, and he's doing his Ric Flair like yelling. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> There's a part where Terry Funk was like, "Remember the crash." <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh uh, man, <laughs> and know. they're also like beating the dog shit out of each other. Like are, all of Flair's yeah. chops are really stiff, and the yeah. punches and stuff look real. 
I thought this match was great. Yeah, it was awesome. That's, it was really good. Um, there is a part where Flair is he like chops Funk and then Funk spins and then Flair punches him and Funk spins again and then Flair chops him and he spills. They do it like three times in a row, which I, I thought was really funny. Yeah, is it the one? Is that the time when Funk keeps like? keeps trying to like punching and missing flair like he yeah. starts he throws his wailing punch and misses misses like six inches over flair's head yeah he gets chopped in the chest again and then he does a, a full spin around but he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't bump he just spins yeah. uh of course flair works the knee uh and funk again sells it great like all of the knee work by flair just funk it seems like it's excruciating for him yeah and, and funk does sell it really well where he can't put any weight on it yeah uh, and then Flair locks the figure four on and Funk can't get out of it. And then he has to say, I quit. And I, it's interesting because I kind of want at this time, it sort of ended anticlimactically. Like he wasn't in the, the figure four for a long, long time. Uh, there wasn't a lot of struggle with it. It was just like Flair locked it in and Funk knew that he couldn't get out. And then he gave up. He uh, fought. He fought it for maybe a minute and a half or something like that. Like, going, no, yeah. oh my leg, oh he's yeah. breaking it or and stuff like that. Yeah, but because uh, now the because before MMA, I liked the theatrical sell of like I'll never give up. Oh, it yeah. hurts so bad, you know. And now because of MMA and what we know about like if you put somebody in an arm bar, if they don't submit right away, their arms broken. You know, like I like the idea of wrestling now. If you lock in a submission hold, somebody should give up like yeah. immediately. The struggle, the the show of it, the theatrics should be trying to get the hold on. Mm -hmm. You know, but none of these like ten minute ankle locks anymore. I hate that shit. Like, which, yeah, which is why it was good because like I've seen people in like deep submissions, like Tony Ferguson when he was in a he was in an arm bar. Who had him in an arm? It was one of the nastiest things I've seen recently. Um, and he, ah, fuck, who was it? Was it, it was Oliveira? Um, but he refused to tap and his arm was doing some gross things. Yeah. And, uh, so like sometimes you can hold on for a little bit, but yeah, I think it was Oliveira. Uh, so, sometimes you can hold on for a little bit. So like, I like this where he's like screaming and then it's done. Um, yeah. And he's like, oh, yes, I quit. I quit. Yeah. And then of course, afterwards, Gary Hart is pissed. And he's like, what the fuck? And Funk's like, I got to shake hands with, with Flair. I told him I would. I told him if he beat me, I'd be a man and I'd shake his hand. And Flair's like demanding it. He's like, shake my hand, Terry, be a man. And Funk shakes his hand. And they like, now they're in it. They were enemies, but there's some sort of mutual there's respect there. Yeah. Respect between them. Yeah. Cause he tells Flair, like, you're a hell of a champion. You're a hell of a man. And then, uh, Gary Hart attacks Terry Funk. <laughs> because of course he does yeah. uh, and then Flair jumps on him and then Muda comes out with a gentleman referred to as the Dragon Master and I don't know who that guy is uh, must have been picked up by Muda since the last pay-per-view yeah it's very interesting I, I, I didn't remember the Dragon Master so I'm glad to hear that I didn't just forget the Dragon Master he might have been the guy that was uh, the because the like, guy brought out Great Muda when, when he was being brought yeah, out it, it was well. It might have been the guy. Who, remember Halloween Havoc, the dude that was doing like security for Muda. Yeah, it might have been that guy. Okay, but uh, now he has a name. It's the Dragon Master, uh, and so he 
he arrives with Muda, and of course they beat up the baby faces, and then Sting comes in and makes the save, and then Luger comes out and attacks Sting with the chair, and we've just got chaos. Pure chaos, Andrew, at the end of this Clash of Champions. Yeah, it was wild, and uh, fucking J- I think it was JR. The Japanese have attacked Flair! <laughs> yeah, the whole at least they... island of Japan has attacked Ric Flair! <laughs> The Island of Japan and Lex Luger are fighting (laughs) Ric Flair. And Lex Luger, whose descent is unknown, possibly Germanic. Uh, (laughs) If I had to guess somewhere, some weird European shit going on in there. Yeah. um, And then Luger, in the ultimate sign of being a heel, climbs up the stairs and goes off to, like, the left and the trophies from earlier tonight that Sting and Ric Flair won, he smashes with the chair, and the crowd's like, fuck it, boo! Over the line, Luger! Yeah. Uh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> we voted on that! Yeah. Wrestler of the decade, you <laughs> asshole! Uh, and then like, we cut to the ring, and Flair and Sting are just beat, beat to hell in the ring, and then they're like, we'll be right back, and then... Uh, we come back to Ross, who's putting over Terry Funk as a man of his word, uh, does the handshake, and then they're able to sell Starcade at the end. They're like, join us again for Starcade, Future Shock, and then that's how the show goes off the end. Oh man, Luger's beating up the trophies. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we gotta get whole new trophies made. Yeah. Bill Bill After's like, I, I'm I'm gonna be reimbursed for those trophies, right? I so. I wish we wouldn't have bought trophies that can feel pain. <laughs> I don't know why we sprung for that. Yeah. <laughs> they said it was extra and we we're like, how what could be the worst that happens? This uh, shit's ran by a billionaire. We always get extra. Yeah. Uh eighteen minutes thirty three seconds for the I quit match. This also gets the full five stars. So does uh, it? Yeah, okay. I thought it was great. Yeah, it's one of the best matches. Uh, I quit matches, especially because there was a definitive finish. There was no bullshit, which is always what happens in I quit matches or last man standing matches. So, and Flair and Funk, it seemed like they were really, they really hated each other. The the animosity felt real. The actual match, the violent part of it, felt real. Uh, it was awesome. And it holds up. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know if there's two guys I trust more <laughs> than Ric Flair and Terry Funk. And I say that even though Ric Flair had some stinkers in WCW a few years later. Yeah, not all of that's on Flair, you know? <laughs> yeah. But like 89 Flair, I think, uh, well, I'll do a tabulation at the end, but that might be the highest single year star ratings for matches ever. I mean, he's got four or five star matches in '89. And, yeah, uh, I think the first Terry Funk match is over four stars too. So, you know, he's bad. He's, he's bad and high. This is the magic season for him. He's like '97 uh, Bret Hart. Yeah, it's uh, so Clash of Champions, New York Knockout. What do you say, Andrew? I think it was awesome. Um, like like we said, it was things were short. The whole show was not long, by and large. Uh, you automatically get a lot of credit when your show is short in the eyes of old Andrew, right? Um, yeah, I mean, the like I said, the the there's not much I would have taken. There's not a whole lot of fat here. Like I, I jokingly said that I would have taken the Doom match out, but there's a reason to do the Doom match because it helps the storyline with the Steiners coming up. And uh, it helps all that shit. So, like, not a lot of fat on this show. 
everything was quick. It was swift and uh, ended with a five-star banger. So if you can bring the plane in under two out, under two hours, you've automatically got a seven out of Andrew. A hundred percent you have. Yeah. Land the plane. Land um, the plane. So the NWA, they're riding high. They got momentum. They got possibly the best wrestler in the world coming off of two of the best feuds that he's ever had. They have possibly the next star of the 90s in Sting uh, coming up. They got Luger as a great foil. They got young stars. What do they do for Starcade, Andrew? They do a round-robin tournament. Uh, two round-robin tournaments. A tag tournament and a singles tournament. So hmm. the <laughs> Starcade Future Shock is Ric Flair, Sting, the Great Muda, and Lex Luger in a round robin tournament. So if you like those four guys, you'll be excited because those are the only four dudes you're gonna see. Uh hmm. <laughs> and then there's a tag team tournament with the Steiner Brothers, Doom, the Skyscrapers, and the LOD. And you remember how the LOD doesn't ever will lose any of their matches or get pinned yes well <laughs> you know uh now they're gonna... wrestling three times in one night this is gonna be very interesting because uh what if the legion of doom end up wrestling against the steiner brothers they had that big baby face moment during this thing so i'm, I'm i don't know we'll see how this goes yeah. Um, oh, they do wrestle because it's a round robin tournament, so they have to. wrestle. So you wrestle everybody? Yeah, everybody. I don't know how round, everybody. I've been in sports forever. I don't know how round robins work. I've been in round robin tournaments. I can't remember. Yeah, it's it's very confusing to me. Like I, it took me a while to wrap my mind around <laughs> how we weren't watching uh, twenty four matches or whatever. Yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, it's but. Uh, the the main problem. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not the skyscrapers because they couldn't be in it. It's the Samoans. <laughs> so, the tag team tournament consists of the Samoans, the Steiners, the Road Warriors, and Doom. That sucks that we don't have the skyscrapers. I was hoping to get Mark Callis at least. Now they they bring Callis in. Uh, I believe in the early part of '90 before taking the. Uh, before splitting the team up also it's a point-based uh situation so pinfalls are 20 points pinfall submissions 20 points 15 for a count out 10 for a disqualification five for a time limit draw and zero points for a loss oh, so, okay so that's what we get next time we watch starcade future shock fuck yeah dude <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> Uh, our number one movie is a movie I believe we might have talked about briefly before. Uh, I've never seen it. I don't think you've seen it. Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy. I'm surprised I haven't seen it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, two legends. Uh, apparently, this movie's not very good. It's the only movie Eddie Murphy ever directed. No, okay. Yeah. Um, he apparently wanted to be in a period piece, and he wanted to be in a movie with Richard Pryor. One of those is a good idea. I don't know about the other, you know. Yeah. Uh, would you care to take a guess at the top grossing Eddie Murphy movie of all time? Ooh. Is it a Shrek movie? It is a Shrek movie. Um, Shrek 3. 
Ooh. Shrek 3 is second, actually. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and Shrek 2 is number one. So figure that, figure that fun math out. Uh, Shrek 2 made $928 million. Uh, nearly a billion dollars for the ogre movie. That's a lot of dollars. Uh, yeah, yeah I knew it'd be a Shrek. Well, what's well, okay? What's his highest non-Shrek movie? Uh, do you have it? Yeah. Um. Fuck, it's probably some like Norbit horseshit. Um. <laughs> no, it's very, it's very famous. The fuck. I'm trying to think, like, what year? Uh, 1984, I'd oh. say. Is it, uh, is it Beverly Hills Cop, then? It is Beverly Hills Cop. That's his highest grossing non, uh, that's crazy. Right. I figured it would be, like, a later one. Yeah, according to this list, uh, the four Shrek movies are the top four of his box office. Yeah, for sure. All time. Um, then it's Beverly Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, then Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, that one that one went through my head. If you would have said in the 90s, I would have said either Dr. Doolittle or like the Nutty Professor 2 or some shit. Yeah. Well, it goes Nutty Professor, Nutty, Nutty Professor 2, the and then Dr- Dream Girls. Yeah, Nutty Professor 2, colon, The Clumps. Uh, and then Dreamgirls, which isn't really his movie, but like he plays a, a pretty decent role in it. I couldn't remember if that was like a direct streaming movie or not. No, uh, that's the Beyonce movie where they're sort of the uh, the Supremes. Yeah, but yeah, so interesting that like there's Eddie Murphy for being such a giant star. Like obviously his biggest things are Shrek, but then the next biggest movie for him came out in like 1984. So that's wild. Um, I, yeah. I, I really like, I, I, I like uh, Beverly Hills cop. I just figured with inflation, cause that's usually what happens. Like their most yeah. recent movies are the, the highest ones. Uh, meet Dave did not make this list. So. And, oh uh, shit. Have you, okay. Have you seen meet, meet Dave? I certainly have not seen meet Dave. <laughs> Fuck. I hate that movie. <laughs> uh, I had to watch the preview for it all the time at the video store I used to work at. It's like little guys running. He's like a big robot. <laughs> little guys like run his brain. Apparently a lot of people love it. Kids super into meat, Dave. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, Ed Helms is in it. I like him. Yeah. The uh, number one song this week is When I See You Smile by Bad English, which I don't have anything to say about. Uh, sounds like an 80s ass song to me. When I see you smile. I don't know how it goes. I assume Actually, that's how it goes. You want to try to bring it up, see how close you were? Yeah, uh, it's been number one for two weeks. Uh, so that's, I mean, they got a number one hit. I don't got a number one hit. It's been number one for as long as it takes to get a can of Dapper Dan. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then our number one album is still at the top of the charts. Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation, eighteen fourteen, and I still got nothing to, that I can say about it. It's when I see you smile by Bad English. Yep. All right, let's do this. Let's see. Seems seems like we're ramping up to a chorus. Yeah. Oh boy, did Andrew oh, nail it, huh? Yeah, I think I do. 
so I might not know this song. So, I don't know that I know that song, but I do know it because of those old commercials, like the Monster Ballads Fuck yeah, you know, dude. C- CD set, where yeah. you can play, like, legally they're allowed to play 20 seconds of uh, uh, of a song. Total like, Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah, or, um, oh, what's the Cinderella song? Oh, Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone, you know? It's like, don't know what you got till it's gone. Hell yeah. Uh, Dude, I saw Cinderella one time. They played like a casino, and my friend's dad had free tickets. So he's like, "Do you want to go see? Uh, who was it? It was Firehouse, Quiet Riot, Rat, and fuck Cinderella. yeah, dude!" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" I That's a go bunch of it. fuck yeahs on one lineup. <laughs> so, uh, how many NASCAR T-shirts were in the crowd? Well, the the loudest ovation of the night, obviously, was between sets when the PA played Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> the crowd was fucking <laughs> amped for that. Uh, but I got to meet the the dudes in Quiet Riot. I had a signed Quiet Riot picture for a long time. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, and their drummer was looking real serious in the photo. He looks all goth. and uh, <laughs> it's, uh, But they were good. And then uh, I think Cinderella had to go on last because they had a giant grand piano on stage so that they could do uh, Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. That's so sick. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> and guess what? Good show. Rat fucking ruled. Round and Round is an awesome song. <laughs> so I was not upset by any of this. Dude, that happened. music is fun. It's fun as shit. Yeah, like, for years, you know, you hold out, or at least, I, you know, like, oh, whatever. It's it's lame, hair metal, whatever. Like, guess what? Poison? There's some jams. There's some good jams. Oh, dude, yeah. But what was the one that I found? Uh, uh, Skinny Bop? <laughs> no, yeah, that one's good. But it was there was one, uh, hold on, I'll find it. I'll find it. It's uh, Fallen Angel. Oh, okay. Fallen Angel's a fucking yeah. bop and a half, bro. Uh, I used to own the VH or not the VHS, the video or the tape of Cherry Pie, the Warrant album. Hell yeah! Dude. But I like I bought it as kind of a joke yeah. from the secondhand store, and then I only had a car that would play cassettes for a while, and I just listened to the whole thing, and I was like, some of these songs are good. It's like, pretty good. Also, Cherry Pie, good. <laughs> like it's it's stupid. But it's good. It sure like, is sweet. There's a reason it's big. Most yeah. things, most things are big that are big. There's a reason it's big, except for all about that bass by Megan Trainer. Still don't understand that song. <laughs> Have you heard the new Megan Trainer song? God no. So that I... that body shaming fucking <laughs> song that she wrote about n- not liking skinny people. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I really like. I know the podcast is gone. It's it's the same. This it's new the same song. song? It's the same song. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Also this? all about that bass? No, I forget what it's called, but it's the vibe is essentially the same, but like it's literally the same song. Uh, like the way that she sings and the way that she sort of raps in the in the verse part. Uh, she's trying to recapture the fire, man. Yeah, but she's got like hits. She's got a few hits because, uh, because that style is fun for people to dance to i think is the reason so she uh, 
stinks. <laughs> Not for me. Yeah. Bro. Um. Now I need. Now I need to know what it's called. Is it called Something. "Don't I Make It Look Easy"? No. That's um, her. New, that's her newest single. Is there one called think... "Bad for Me"? Is one called "Fucking Rocking Around the Christmas Tree"? Probably not what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I am talking about the "Make uh... You Dance," the Jay Dixie remix. Um. Uh, made you look. No, so, it's not listed on title. It's fuck, on. Dude? It's number one on Spotify. Number one. Dude, all about that bass isn't even on the top five Mega Trainer songs. I think that's a recent thing, right? I think that they, they do that. Or is that all-time plays? There's no way all about that bass isn't isn't her most played song. Yeah, I guess. Taking it back's the new album. What are we doing? <laughs> we making Yeah, Trainer I don't care. Podcast? This is Megan Trainer Corner. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted you to hear it because I know you would hate it. And that's no, good content. I, I ain't but... doing it. Yeah. Ain't doing so it. anyway... That. I'm gonna play that We're not other, doing it. That uh, that fucking other song that we played earlier. I already forgot what it was called. Oh, when I see you smile. Yeah. When yeah. I see you smile. <laughs> you did. You did pretty much nail it. So of course that's you. what it was gonna be like. You know. Yeah. Um, and we nailed it. I'm gonna get giving this podcast five stars, and uh, the next one will probably be five stars. So, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Join join us post Thanksgiving. We'll have uh, post-Thanksgiving takes, as well as takes on Starcade 89, Future Shock. Because Kayfabe may be dead, but we're alive. The Snark Marks Podcast. Bye, everybody. Future Shock!